Hello everybody, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And on this week's show, we have a joyride careening through the forest and finally ending up in a land far, far away. But before we get into that, we have this week's prize, which comes courtesy of Wargames Exclusive. One lucky viewer will get a chance to win three Primaris E-type heroic characters for your 40k games with the Imperial Raven Commander and Imperial Chaplain and a librarian based on Vader. If you want to win this spectacular trio of friends, then you need to be a commenter on the video and also a subscriber to the channel. Do this thing, do it now. Okay then, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by Shay, Ben, and John. Hello. For our gentle hobby meander. Hello. I'm keeping up the silly voices thing at the start of the show. That is what people are crying out for in the comments, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine there's going to be some sort of fan edit at the end of the year, super cut of all the baffling. Hello, hello, hello. That type of thing. <laughs> Something to look forward to, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dreams but well they can come true how's your week been going so far it's been a busy Good. one yes it has been there's been lots of interesting things happening of which we'll go into of course mm. but uh yeah yeah, yeah there's, been, there's been some fascinating stuff happening with us as well myself and Shay have been plugging our way through stalingrad a bit more as well yeah, yeah. the Keep campaign continues yeah. yeah despite people above us attempting to uh i believe tunnel into us in some mm. sort of- <laughs> Some sort of uh, Covent Garden jewel robbery styling. <laughs> it certainly felt like they were attempting to cut concrete right above our heads. So wow, I, mean, I, I thought it was the ball people, but yeah. clearly it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you do hear that on a future one, sorry, now we could do about it. Uh, it was it was just them trying to build the ambiance of artillery ridden oh, Stalingrad. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, it's all going well. Currently, unless unless there's a sweeping victory in the next couple of campaign turns. It could go all the way to Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stalingrad. Mm-hmm. Finishing And in, then Jerry in, and Shay will play winter. football. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Between the yes. Actually, we were discussing how if, if it goes all the way through to Christmas about how, how the last game will look. Um, <laughs> we'll leave that one. That, that'll be a little Brucey bonus if we get that far. Amazing. If it, if it begins or if it ends before then, we'll, uh, we'll cut that one short. But yeah, um, that's been quite fun. And then there's been some other little bits of bobs. I managed to get a chance to sit down with Matt Gilberts, the head of Mantic yeah. Studio, mm-hmm. uh, for a little chat about Warpath. It didn't go off the rails, but he did throw a little, a couple of little nuggety gems in there for some of the other games as well, which was delightful. Um, so yes, uh, if you're interested in seeing where that's gone, because I know we talked about it last week. It's only last week. God, last week's a long time, isn't it? In uh, the yes. tiny fighting, tiny fighting <laughs> men world, yeah. So last week they were they were talking about going out to the community. Uh, there's an update on that. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen that, if you're interested in epic scale warpath, uh, mm. which we now have, a, I now have a scale as well. Ooh. It's floated around a lot at various sizes, although it's still not absolutely 100 percent tied on that it will be 10 mil 
but uh-huh. okay. they scaled the enforcers to be taller. Which would make sense. Because they're bigger. So they're yeah. scaled at 11 mil or 11, 12 to head height. So, but anyway, yeah. Cause then Don't worry, it's all going to be 13.5 and everyone's going to have a meltdown. And then <laughs> whatever way it goes. But yeah, if you're interested, if you're interested in small scale sci-fi or just Mantic sci-fi games as well. Cause like I said, we do, mm. we do ramble a little in there, which is not like me, uh, but there you go. Um, some of, some of the, ro- the Ronnie magic rubbing off on him. <laughs> oh, the best bit was literally before we started, like 15 minutes before we started filming, uh, Ronnie put out a, an announcement, you know, like a little right. blog update about stuff. And in that he talked about Warpath. And then we sat there uh, before we hit record, I went and blah, blah, blah. I've seen the, the announcement Ronnie's just put out. And Matt went, what announcement? <laughs> when he said this, he went, he's not told me. Went, okay. <laughs> Well, he said that, so should we mention that then? It's like, okay, you know more than I did this stage. Go, well we done, go. Ronnie. Well yeah. done. <laughs> good, good job. Once again, uh, we love him. We love him. He's just off yeah. like a squirrel with ADHD. <laughs> off he goes. All right, we should kick into the show. Uh, there are a couple of important announcements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Starting with this year's Great Wargaming Survey. Mm-hmm. Surveys everywhere this time. Surveys everywhere. Yeah. So this is uh, Wargame Soldiers and Strategy. They have launched their new um, survey for this year. Uh, much like every year, uh, it is taking the pulse of the wargaming world, as it were. Um, so it takes about 10 minutes to complete, less than that if you don't want to write too much. Mm. Uh, and you can sort of give the folks at Wargame Soldiers and Strategy an idea of kind of the, the way that you play games and what you delve into. Um, it's it's pretty good actually, and there's some interesting questions in there. Some of them have changed from last year; they've been updated to kind of fit into the modern wargaming world that we have now, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Um, and there's some very interesting questions at the end as well, which are where you can sort of expand on things and type a little bit, which I did, uh, which was cool. So it'll be interesting to see where it all comes from. They e- they're even now releasing information about the twenty two the twenty twenty two survey. Yes. Uh, through blog posts and things and discussing that and things as well. So it's well worth having a look through that as well and sort of seeing where things have gone since last year and sort of where things are changing. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Well, it, 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 it's very much focused on obviously war gaming. So if you're a board or card gamer, not very much in here for you, but mm. if you are a, a miniatures fiend, definitely go and check this out. Um, just by taking part, you can add your email into the mix uh, and you'll get the chance to uh, win a huge stack of goodies, mm. which is very cool, uh, from a variety of different um, friendly people that have jumped on board with the magazine. Um, but even for just taking part, you'll also get yourself an STL file, which you can print off at home. You get a little code to get it from uh, War Games Atlantic. It's a very nice airborne miniature that you can yeah. get 3D printed. So you might want to get that. And uh, Gay, go, uh, hello. Could, could you print this for me, please? I quite like it, but I don't have a printer. So, yeah, do that to your best friends. There you go. Fantastic. Okay, John. You'll, no, you, also well. get, um, <laughs> you also get a voucher for um, specifically yes. for the publisher, mm-hmm. uh, which means you can spend it on other things. It is interesting if you've not looked at the previous Wargame Soldiers and Strategies. The, the magazine's great. I'm a subscriber. Mm-hmm. I get it anyway. I'm not worried about that. The books, uh, Ancient History, Ancient Warfare, Medieval World, are like magazine-type things, um, of which I have some. Uh, a you often find them in Waterstones. Yeah. Um, but they do full-on hardback books as well on various points and bits and pieces. But it means you can come in here and have a look at things like um, the previous uh, results of, of 
like you're saying, the, the other war game soldiers and strategy yeah. um, surveys. The thing I like about them is when they complete, they don't just go, here's the survey, here's mm -hmm. the results, boom. Um, they actually do some statistical analysis on it and break yeah. it down uh, and go into what it, what it is and what it means. Now, obviously, surveys only as good as the amount of people you get to take it. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, because it comes from a, let's face it, specifically a, a historic focused magazine, they do do uh, uh, other genres these days, but it's mainly historics, which means you get a historic yeah. slant. So it will show certain things like sci-fi and and fantasy as being sort of less um, intrinsic in the hobby, and and therefore you might get a knock on where metal and resin are more in, mm. important to people than plastic. But if you're not a historic player, if you are just like full on 40K, um, go and take the survey because even mm. though your results uh, will be wrong, they <laughs> give a much better indication uh, of where the community yeah. is, uh, of yeah. you know all these bits and pieces because you always get these um, interesting little nuggets that sort of come out about things like there's mm. the, there's a whole perception of the graying hobby uh, where that may not actually be the case. But because oh, yeah, it's interesting are, seeing the age applying. changes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yes. The other thing that's quite good about things like this is that it takes the beat of the the heartbeat of the whole hobby. Mm. Like one of the things that a couple of YouTubers talked about, like Discord's talked about it and some of her videos and things, is that there's this very much this focus on it being the Warhammer hobby mm. from Games Workshop and that kind of filters through into what everybody else does. But then everyone's like, no, hold on a second, there are other games, you know. <laughs> and so yeah. this is a great way of kind of sort of taking the pulse of all those other games that exist out there and the a wide array of war gamers, Warhammer gamers included. And you know, I love Warhammer as much as the next person. Uh, and so it's just nice to see it all distilled down into a very interesting sort of um mm. pot of results. Yeah. So, very cool. So do it, get your voucher, get a copy of War Games, Soldiers and Strategy, or or put a a down payment on a, a big book on the uh, Greek hoplites, mm. which is a really good book, actually, by the way. Warriors of Ares. Um, right. We learned about Spartans this week. Nice little segment. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, right. Uh, apart from the Great Wargaming Survey, there's yeah. another community-based thing, mm -hmm. uh, which is the Frostgrave Diorama Auction. Yeah. So this one comes from Paul Cook of Pandemonium Miniatures. Um They've worked to create a pretty stunning diorama um, based in the the world of Frostgrave, uh, where you've got the the two sisters going up against a necromancer in the ruins of the frozen city of Felstad. Um, but it's not just been created for the sake of creating it. Uh, it's actually been uh, designed as part of a charity auction, as Jerry was saying there. So you can go over to the Just Giving page uh, and you'll be sneaky, sneaky. Uh, and you can sort of drop a donation there of at least £5. You can drop more if you want to. You can also drop less if you want as well, if you really want. Uh, and uh, you just simply answer a question, who is the author of Frostgrave? And you could be in with a chance of winning this. Now, this has all been done uh, in the aid of the Alzheimer's Society and uh, in memory of his father, Peter Cook. So um, it's all for a very good cause. Um, so if you wanted to go over, check out the Just Giving page. Uh, there's some more information on the competition there as well. Like, for example, if you want to do multiple entries, you have to do multiple donations of £5 and things like that. You can't just drop £15 in one and all that kind of thing. Um, so there's lots of little intricacies, but don't worry too much about that. It's just about heading on over, helping out charity, and potentially walking away with a absolutely stunning diorama um, that uh, would look 
lovely on someone's mantelpiece, I reckon. So, yeah, very yeah. cool. Mm. Some absolutely beautiful work there. Mm-hmm. And a really good charity as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's very worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Sneaky spider. What else is hiding <laughs> in amongst that? Yeah. Might be plenty of other little nooks and crannies that have been filled with stuff for you to have a look at. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a, a few, a, a fair few people who have helped Paul bring this to life as well. So make sure to go and check out the link down below where there's the list of all the companies and things that he's got things from and all that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, everyone's pulled together to create a very nice little charity auction here. So, yeah, go and check it out. Very mm. cool. Yeah. Right. Time to get stuck into the shoe proper. Ah. Ah. We will, of course. <laughs> Start with the most important part, the indie of the week. Oh, but what is it, Jerry? I don't know. It's not on the sheet. I know, it's great, isn't it? (laughs) I love the look of fear and terror in your eyes. Uh, This this week, we're going to be taking a look at Wee Wolf Miniatures. Oh, well, (laughs) automatically, I'm in love. So (laughs) so it's uh, a small company uh, Uh out of Americoa. Run Um, by a dog. Run by a dog, yeah. still more impressive, no <laughs> thumbs. Um, I'm hoping at some point they'll get Lovecraft 2020 to uh, do some painting. <laughs> Being a cat, that's a massive, yeah. massive tribute. Um, as you can see, they have uh, a sort of a early 20th century, late 19th century sort of bent. So you've got uh, mm. some World War One, Austro-Hungarians, uh, Great Northern War, Franco-Prussian, uh, and then Awez. Ooh. Come to Awez Ooh. at the end. So the ranges, the idea is no range will be started if it's never going to be completed. Uh, so some okay. of them are relatively new um, and are still sort of building. But uh, it does give you an idea of where things are going. So the oh. world one is, is the biggest at the moment. Also big pictures, which I'm sure Lloyd would love. Well, oh, shame, <laughs> I've, I've done this in the week. He's not here. Oh, no. Somewhere <laughs> Lloyd is in his... A gaming shed that's being built going yes <laughs> <laughs> don't worry the next time Lloyd's back I've got a whole Tiny. slew of stuff oh <laughs> half of them don't even have pictures that's really cool. but the stuff that does have pictures are quite nice so. just have to imagine yeah yeah <laughs> I love it it's good old days anyway uh, so Franco-Prussian French wow um, some really nice that's a really cool figures in here Bush and as you can see the sort of things you would expect um, marching, advancing, mm-hmm. running like lunatics, all of that. And so much I love that there is a distinct focus on mustaches. Facial hair is mm. front and center, which makes sense, in my opinion. So, oh, but of course, yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> it's you know, nobody's chucking gas around at this point. You don't need to fit your face into a gas mask, mm. which is, I know somebody's frantically typing the comments. We know that's not why they cut the mustaches down. <laughs> anyway but yeah so franco prussian uh interesting little start obviously i mean beyond that you probably need some uh line artillery which you can pick up from various places and, and go nuts with so it's that that's a little sort of susan uh mm. of figurines uh to begin with i like that they've still got the are they, are they called epaulets the ones on the side they've still got those mm. on the yeah, with the, with yeah. The, with the tasseled epaulets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's very cool. i mean it's it it really does bridge the gap between sort of napoleonic and mm. world war one because you've got coming out of that era of napoleonic with the very flashy uniforms and then obviously you know for the start of world war one that they, they hadn't really drifted too far away from this yeah um, but 
Yes, it's quite cool. Um, we'll take a look at the Austro-Hungarians because it's another relatively recent fellow. Ooh, painted uh, as well. Yeah, don't get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> I just say. Um, but again, some nice figures in here for your, uh, well, they would work for a couple of different nationalities within that, mm-hmm. that area um, of World War I. But with games like Blood and Valor and things like that popping around, World War One's getting a slight resurgence at the moment, which is quite nice. I yeah. also like the fact that that guy's out signaling like a madman with his flags, which is great. <laughs> it just makes it a really, I mean, you've got your medic, you've got your signalman, uh, your, and you've got a, a sniper at the end. A sniper, so it's, yeah. it's just a nice little sass. Of Stop shooting the artillery. Of difference. <laughs> I think he wants us to keep firing the artillery. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just auditioning for the front cover of Help. I don't know. It could go either way. Look at the tash on the ass. Look at those oh, w- wicked hands. Beautiful. Mm. But yeah, some nice skirmishers. And then your uh, junior officers who get the fun of being at the front going, Good luck, Skipper. Lead those men into battle. Maybe you'll come home. They uh, won't come and, home. And the senior officers who uh, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously need binoculars because they're so far behind the front line that they can't see yeah. us. Yeah. They have they can, to look out for the signalman going, everybody's dead. We yeah. can just see the junior officer being shot. <laughs> <laughs> just the distance. <laughs> I, I, I learned this week that in the American Civil War, both the sides would normally build like signal towers mm. behind the lines that the commanders would stand on. And I was like, it's like, it's very much the get me a ladder kind of thing. <laughs> I need oh, yeah. to see what's going <laughs> Oh, very much so. I picture the waving oh. flags at each other from across the battlefield. It's just, it's just all obscenities. Hey. He's just swearing at me in semaphore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So the Austro-Hungarians, quite nice. Here's one Very for cool. Shay, which is the World War One set at the moment. Ooh. Uh, is, oh. is all about the Russians. Oh. And uh, it's quite nicely fleshed out. Supporting cast. Oh, I, I love me. Great way of doing it. Yeah, love me some World War One Russians. That's a tiny again. I need the big. We'll need to be patient, as well. Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Click too quick. Again, nice character and detail on them. Yeah, well. yeah, very nice. He's a rough-looking old cove over there. I love how every bearded man in uh, a Russian army just ends up looking like Lenin. It's. <laughs> I'll, I'll go one further. If I get the senior officers up. Oh, oh hello. Could oh. <laughs> you uh, look who it is? <laughs> look, he's got distinctly German, and by German, I mean British, and by British, I mean royalty. Look, doesn't he? Uh, bloody half a dozen cousins having a, a little tiffle. It's like getting drunk at a wedding and kicking off. That's what happened in World War I. <laughs> that family yeah. just decided to have a bit of an orgy bargy, really and we all got yeah. sucked in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah those are very cool I like those lots of yeah. character built into them which is nice to see oh god yeah yeah, yeah. they're they're a delight the uh, mm-hmm. the officers uh, let's kill those to there and bring up an MG team because I'm sure Shea will want to see one. Oh, of course I want you to see my Maxim beautiful still being used today hmm Wait, really know, being used today. It's yeah. a workhorse. God. It's it's one of those things that whenever you hear about 
things like the the Luger being too overly engineered, right? You know, and failing in the desert an awful lot in World War Two because of the dust and sand getting in. Same sort of thing, but in reverse here. It, it right. has so few moving parts and so simple are the mechanisms mm. that you know they just keep on trucking. I suppose it's like the AK forty seven, isn't it? Like yeah. why why what if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it still nice. works. Yeah. Look at that, Somebody with a megaphone screaming at people to get forward. It's like me in Stalingrad. Mm, it's like you in Stalingrad. <laughs> Which is nice to see. Very and cool. I like these. The Russian infantry standing around. I, I love that they they've just gone. Yeah, this is the designation of this kit. Just yep. standing around, yeah. <laughs> having we wander around, guarding a post, yeah. give them a route to stand at, and make sure that everybody is checked as they go past. Oh, or zero two hundred hours, World War mm. One edition. Oh, yes, yeah. you could do that. There's no reason you couldn't do that. Mm. It'd be nice to have it. one who's like leaning, sleeping. just leaning. I mean, <laughs> If you're going to fight, you should at least, I suppose, stand upright. <laughs> You're leaning on stuff. Um, the Great Northern War. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a beefy old thing, as you can see. Oh, seven pages of glory. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, Carl himself. Hello, Carl. Charles Twelfth, Particularly good general, by all accounts. That makes that makes a difference in history. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's it's a nice change from things. Uh, I like him striking his pose mm. just before he goes down and annexes Zealand off the Danes. <laughs> a lucky Danes, you had your chance. That's really nice. Lots of detail again. Which is yeah, yeah. I'll throw up some Russian grenadiers as I'm currently. About to paint some Russian grenadiers, but not for this period. No, you won't get bigger. Oh, it's a shame. Look at them with their lovely little mitre hats. Mm. Kind of everything. Oh, throw up a Swedish. Everybody gun. loves a good cannon. Mm. Yeah, so this would be the uh, early 1700s. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that sort of. Parody period uh, for people who like that sort of ilk. Uh, let's open the Swedish Horse Command, jump on and see about some of the others. And Russian. Pike and shot all the way. This is very in depth as a range, then. Yeah, so you're, you're going to get yeah. everything you need for this. Well, this yeah. was the, I think, the first one completed. So, mm-hmm. but. Specifically focusing on the uh, Russian Swedish right. side of things, so mm-hmm. there there were quite a few fights there. At one point, unfortunately, Carl decided he would go and have a go at the Russians um, because Sweden owned a big ass chunk of Finland at that point. Finland was part of uh, the the sort of Swedish Empire. I see, uh, and then it went horribly wrong. What one of those repeat or retreat from? from Russia in the snow, eat your own boots kind of thing. Uh, uh, again. Right. <laughs> I, very, I mean, I, I think this was one of the first ones, but uh, yeah. It should have the, been a lesson. <laughs> the, the army the army that I had up until that point been very, very good uh, ended up being not quite as good. Some would say oh. mostly gone. Uh, we managed to resurrect it somewhat. 
he had 18 good years of kicking around uh, during that period, uh, and then just a couple of very bad years against Russia. Mm. But yeah, they're lovely little figures. All the bits and pieces you need for making yeah. your infantry and your cavalry and then moving in with artillery as well. Very cool. I refuse to uh, paint Swedes. I love that. I love. Yeah, I actually I, like the blue and the yellow. Oh, the blue yeah, and really yeah, nice, yeah. But I just refuse yeah. to do that much yellow on that many big, things. Big, big flamboyant banana pants. There we go. <laughs> Not happening. There's the Russian artillery. So same limber, but uh, different crew. That guy's got the right idea. Cool guys look, look away from explosion. <laughs> I think he's just dropped a coin. <laughs> Where's my lucky coin? That's my monthly wage. <laughs> oh, that looks cool. I like yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, the I mean the Great Northern War stuff is absolutely gorgeous. Really nicely detailed and a good, not overly fussy level of detail on them. You could yeah. you, you can sometimes see really, really nice models with a load of the lace work really perfectly executed but when you're batch painting units and regiments i really don't want to do that i want to get away with the bare minimum please thank you very much uh, and to that end i will but that um that great northern war range is absolutely corking that's really cool um like i say there's there's more in there but we should leave people to dive in have a ferret around and see what they can find in that regards themselves by their new armies yep. yeah yeah there is one less thing i want to have a look at Awes. Awes. I don't know what this is. What? Me neither. Never even heard of it. No. <gasps> if I open this one. So this is the Witch of the West. Ah. She may or may I not see. be wicked. <gasps> well, that's just awesome. Yeah. And so we have the land of Awes with the Witch of the West's uh, polar musketeer and the Grenadiers with punt gun. Nice. You know what a is, Shay? Yes. I've We've recently watched the video on one. Have you? Yeah. Excellent. Yes. So, obviously, for people at home, punt guns are generally meant to be fired from a punt, a, a small rowboat type thing, because the uh, kickback is enormous. This time, the Wicked Witch has just got some board markers to hold it. He's going to be <laughs> deafened. Oh, yeah. And that guy's going to land somewhere in the next field. In fact, <laughs> with the way his hand is, he may even catapult the guy at the, the barrel end. <laughs> Just over a shoulder. <laughs> well, what was it? The the video we were watching said eight hundred pounds of recoil from a punt gun. Crikey! That, that <laughs> yeah, go, something like that. They used to go bird hunting with these things, and it would take down an entire flock. So a flock of birds would take off, like waterfowl would. Oh fly, yeah, yeah. And they would fire it and just take half of the flock away. Go boom! Look at me. I'm such best. a good hunter. I have the easy mode button. Yeah, very the, equi the equivalent 100%. of dropping dynamite into the river to blow it, get the fish. Yeah. Yes, kind of yeah. very much that in every way, shape, and form. Um, there's some command figures Ooh. as well. And I love these because they've got a really weird look to them it's with the big yeah. furry helmets and that sort of thing, but not half as weird as page two of the Land of Ways because I'm assuming it's far, far away because these are all the Corvi. Which obviously Ben will hate for their Blah. birds with hands. Birds with hands? No, <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> but look at him coming at you with his awesome double. I know they're like Tengu kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. and then he's got obviously his little. Uh, oh, there's it's mm, there's a name for them. I can't remember what the name for those picks are. Japanese picks are, but uh, but yeah. 
I, I will admit they, they they do look neat. Yeah, I don't know so. if the um because I've not read any of the Oz books of which there no, are I've only, I've only like ever seen the movie seventy so. or something like that. Yeah. Frank Baum wrote millions of them, so I imagine these forces occur in them in places because there's a lot more. I mean, uh, you know, when you write two dozen books on the world, you can flesh out a lot more. Um, then, then that just Wizard of Oz book that we see the sort of the initial, you know, flying monkeys yeah. and stuff. But obviously, stuff like these kicking around is just absolutely. Is rocking. it? Is it alternative armies or Sally Forth who do the other Oz stuff? Sally Forth. Sally Forth. Sally Forth do yeah. uh, an Oz based game. So you could mix things together in that sense as well, which would be cool. I can't. I, I thought. Or are they the, the same Sally scale? Or are they are, I thought Sally Forth smaller. Oh, I uh, think it's like fifteen. Dash. Don't don't hold me to that. It's been a while since I've looked at it. So oh, wow. I could be wrong. But I really love them with their little uh, fancy pants and their, their hands. Literal fancy pants. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a very good painting of a J as well. Yeah. <laughs> very important. Yeah. You've got to get your, your right uh right, right get the birds right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean paint some up as tit mice over <laughs> your guns. So there we I, I love that we've had all this like serious historical stuff and mm. they've gone wacky. Yeah, they're right at the end. <laughs> we're going to teach you to land far, far away. Yeah. Which may or may not be where that comes from. I don't know. But anyway, yes. So we wolf uh, miniatures, just a very nice little collection of stuff, especially if you fancy doing a bit of the old Russian and Swedish great proper war. indie yeah. proper stuff in there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, check them out, have a butchers, and uh, maybe start some games. In the land of Oz. All right, we'll be back after the swish for the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> okay, everyone, we are back for the news. Lots of news. Interesting yeah. news. Good news. Yes. Starting yeah. with a little bit of Ghost EG0200 action in the desert. Yes. <gasps> yes, we talked about this a little bit in a uh, show uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, mm. or where we uh, sort of dove into some of the previews that they showed off and the fact that um, Grafe and I were going to be working with Artisan Designs uh, on this. But now you are able to dive in and pick up the Desert Raid expansion for 0200 hours and start playing as the LRDG and the SAS going up against the DAC forces of the Axis mm. as you uh, fight for control of the deserts and blow up plenty of airfields at the same time. Um, so there is a new expansion pack that you can go and pick up uh, that comes with a whole host of different models in it. Um, so you get uh, the ghost, an SAS character, mm -hmm. alongside a selection of LDRG SAS troopers at the same time, which is very cool. Uh, and then on the Axis side of things, you get uh, an the actual Erwin Erwin Rommel, which mm. is cool, but you could just use him as a DAC officer if you really wanted to. Uh, you also get a Luftwaffe pilot, five DAC sentries, DAC sergeant, DAC handler, and a guard dog as well. Gotta have the guard dog, gotta have the bestest boys. Don't kill the bestest boys. Uh, if you have to, do it off screen so no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of doing it, certainly. Yeah. So you will need the corset 
um, obviously for zero to hundred hours in order to dive in and play this. But um, this sort of then just bolts onto the side of that, uses all the same mechanics with a few additional things thrown into the mix. They've added in um, some new unique mechanics for weather, for example. Oh. So that's one of the things that can affect your game. So you might have Sensible. good weather, bad weather, that kind of thing. Obviously, you do a lot of night raids and stuff in this when you're sort of um, zooming towards uh, airfields to blow them to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um if you've watched the BBC program Rogue Heroes, that might be a good shout for someone to sort of look at some mm. uh, some action-packed uh, SAS uh, battles on the tabletop and say, I want to do that. Dive in and have fun. I always love as well uh, on these miniatures how everyone just paints the Axis troops as bedraggled. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're always got like a proper five o'clock shadow going on uh, and I just like I'm gonna kick your ass you interrupted me in the middle of shaving <laughs> well <laughs> I mean, it wasn't always five o'clock shadow to be fair well, yeah, a lot of cases true. they had the goggles on and then when they take the goggles off the dirt's just all clinging to well them. yes that too yeah so, but um, this but is yeah. a good collection of miniatures from Artisan as we mentioned in the previous time we talked about this uh, a lot of these are older miniatures but then some of them are new that have been developed for this yep. range which is very nice too um, dog handlers definitely new yeah. um you can uh buy the desert raid expansion set as is which is comes with everything you need to play obviously you'll need the corset as i said but you'll get all the cards and everything uh you can then get yourself the big bundle which is this one which comes with all the different separate packs all sort of bolted on and sort of added into the main expansion pack which is very cool or um, through growth now and also a variety of other sellers like um um I imagine north star will north star yeah, yes yeah. uh you can buy the separate packs and things as well and uh, drop them into your games you also get that casualty set as well casualty. yeah <laughs> myth the fallen lords um but yes uh you can use these to mark when you've taken somebody out so rather than just dropping a little cardboard token you can actually have a poor dead sentry yeah. who was just smoking a cigarette which will then yeah. attract other sentries. Yeah, actually got uh, this guy at the bottom with the Bernoose. And ah, he's so on. cool. I got yeah. him for free last week. Uh, Nick was doing a, he put together random miniatures, some new, some unreleased. Oh, some wow. Before yeah. seeing, and anybody who ordered any minis off him last week got one of these chucked in for free and you just got a random thing. And yeah. out he popped. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> very nice. I love that's the awesome. chap on the, on the left with his jumper on. Just very lackadaisical. Jumper in, hand in pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, is that not meant to be Paddy? I, I think that is Mr. Paddy. Yeah. yeah, there we Just, go. Uh, living, living life to the max out in the desert. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be really fascinating to see. I like Super Two Hundred Hours. Um, like yeah, I said, great it'd be game. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting how the desert expands on that and um, what way it will change up how the game plays. The the addition of weather, I think, is an important one. Uh, it's a uh... It's great to. It's a great excuse to go and pick up some planes and sort of add them to your tabletops and get get a hold of all that desert terrain that you were like, well, maybe should I go for this? Yes, definitely yep. go for it now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's always the way to do it, I suppose. Always the way yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. Sticking with history, uh, but a more fantastical take on it. Mm. Raybox have. Uh, well, I wouldn't say announced. They have currently have the gates of Niflheim uh, up on GameFound for you to register your interest. Uh, yeah. If you're unaware of Raybox, they have done previously Escape from Stalingrad Z mm-hmm. um, and Escape from Project Riza, um, or Risa, sorry, has 
funded, although it hasn't been delivered yet. So this this project is one that's been worked on in the background, um, which will take that Paths Unknown um, game book, uh, sort of narrative adventure storybook. Gaming is the best way I think I can put it. Uh, into the past, away from the uh, away from the World War II storyline, which has been sort of mapped out, uh, and into the frozen north. Um, yeah. Some really interesting bits and pieces going on with this. Um, I've been sent a little two-page story by Marco, which I don't know if it's been printed yet, but it tells about how things went horribly wrong. Uh, so uh, the background for the Gates of Niflheim is... Um, a king in the past, Ulrich, uh, decided to go a bit wrong, uh, wanted immortality, and on an island off the coast had his um, his sort of tomb converted into a massive labyrinthine affair uh, with various evil magic cast upon it to sort of achieve immortality. Um, he got ruffle-stumped by the residents of the mainland who decided they didn't <laughs> want him eating their children on a regular basis. Uh, and that was fine Makes until sense. Christianity came to Scandinavia, and the monks went, there's an empty island. What do we do with empty islands? We build monasteries on them. <laughs> have a monastery, have a hermitage. It's great. We'll yeah. do that. Nothing will go wrong. I foresee no problems. Uh, and then they have to start locking monks in their cells and feeding via ropes and buckets um, because they can't go into the room because they're too savage. Flash forward, not that long, and the entire monastery has gone very wrong and they're back to baby eating. Uh, so uh, a group of heroes are sent uh, from uh, the Vikings to deal with the problem once and for all. The descendants of the original people who boxed Ulrich in the, the tombs uh, go back to return him from whence he came. Um, so, so cool. They even meet up with a, a Christian crusader type as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but currently there are... Um, <laughs> five playtest scenarios and a sort of print and play rulebook uh, that you can get your hands on uh, to test it out and give feedback um, through Board Game Geek, uh, mm -hmm. which if you're interested in seeing how the game plays, uh, then it might be worth your while picking it up uh, because you can get this. This is the scenario book. As you can see, every double page spread is the full scenario plus the map you play on. So you just need some counters Such or a good miniatures idea. Uh, to represent the ones in the game. And then there's mm -hmm. also a 20-page uh, quick start rule set. Uh, if you already have Escape from Stalingrad, uh, then you can use the tokens and components in that. You just need to get some suitable fantasy slash historic figures for mm -hmm. it to try it out. I think this has some tokens you can print out as well at the back of this. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, it has the yeah. player boards and, and the like That's the one, towards yeah. the end. I'll skip that because otherwise it'll give away story. Skip, skip, skip. They'll pause people. Oh, no, it's the other <laughs> book. So yeah. the uh, the main quick start mm. book has the uh, the tokens and yeah. the like. That you can in, 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 in a world where Frosthaven returned and was like, hey, the things we learned in Jaws of the Lion, let's not do that, and bought back tiles and everything else. To have something back into like a book format like that is a really good idea. I mean, I know we talked to the the folks at Raybox uh, about this quite a lot through um, UKGE, didn't we? And, and sort of had to talk about what they were doing in their oh, games yeah. and stuff. Um, it just seems like such a good idea. And they've done really nice 
games so far, the first two in the series. And so seeing them do this kind of dark age thing is there to like definitely grab an entirely new audience. Like I know I, I quite liked the look of standing Z and Project Rise and stuff, but this one gates of Niflheim, I'm like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, I mean, we'll definitely play. <laughs> finding some Draugr up in Skanduija. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's the stuff that dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. Although I know Shay still wants me to bring down uh, Stalingrad so that we can do that. After we've done the proper Stalingrad, then mm. we can go all Then you can play the Weird World War version. Play. It's like having Call of Duty. You've Just played the historical campaign and now you're playing the zombie mode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so like I say, if, if you're interested, the links are in the article um, mm-hmm. to do the print and play or you can pop over to game found uh there's a link from the the game found page uh, yes. where they've got people yeah. sign up there in fact i think he put an update out yesterday um which may already have been filled i imagine but uh he was asking for some play testers uh, i think like five of them uh who'd be interested in giving it a swizz and he would provide the prototype miniatures oh brilliant so so five lucky Buggers are going to get their hands on those miniatures probably cool. about a year, if not two years earlier than anybody else. Well, yeah, because so the the game fans launching what twenty twenty four start twenty twenty four, I think. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. So yeah. So it's uh, it's a chance to get in, try it early on, let people know what you think, let Marco and the guys know how it works yeah. because it's not it's the same core mechanics but with uh, new bolt-ons to make it uh, more mythical fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They'll, they'll need feedback on, you know, does this work? Does that not work? Is being attacked from behind by a, a flesh-eating monk a bad thing? <laughs> we don't know. Anyway, Always moving away yes. from that brutality <laughs> and taking a look at some Brutal Cities sci-fi tree. Yeah. Um, so Brutal Cities, um, we looked at them towards the start of this year, actually, and, and in previous news stories where we did, they did their amazing Fade Light range, which is this wonderful um, kind of plasticky, mixed with traditional terrain building mdf stuff mm. to create really nice sci-fi cities and things well they've kind of expanded on their offerings with a new selection of uh, modular kits mm-hmm. so uh, they've got two that we're going to look at here so the first of these is the trapper biotech collection so this is a selection of as you can see here boxy style terrain pieces mm. that can be built up as high as you like to create really interesting sort of industrial settings or you could make it sprawling and very low kind of get that favela look to things which i think is quite nice yeah. um very good for games like infinity um necromunda stargrave would be a great thing for this as well Judge Dread. I know a lot of people have looked at these and sort of used them to create really interesting scenarios and and stuff for Infinity mm. specifically, especially when linked with some of the larger buildings because they are like the exact dimensions of of objective rooms and things like that for okay. ITS purposes and things, which is pretty cool. But I love this kind of like cargo container style future that they've gone with with these and um, the modular nature of them is really good. Uh, lots of nice little access points built onto these as well. So I like the fact that you've got the little ladders and things there so you know where you can climb up and all yeah. that kind of stuff as well. So it really adds to the narrative feel of your games. Lots of space for playing on top of them and inside them as well. Um, just a solid set of a very good um, modular terrain that you could use in a variety of different uh, sci-fi games there. And this is by no means the whole yeah. selection of things i think there's around six five six kits i think there is for you to choose from and all of them are modular and can be built in different ways so you can have a lot of fun with these um 
you know, it's one of those things that you could you could bosh together very very quickly for use in uh, in tabletop games. Just get your airbrush out and stuff, and, and then get your weathering materials as well. Well, the way you go. So. How they're attached like that, <laughs> where you've got the big, the big overhangs. Yeah. Is yeah. it magnets? Is it mechanical fit? Because I would hate to be, I'd hate to be playing and then put one model. The building just slide off. <laughs> and it just to go falling off the edge. Yeah. But I really do like the overhanging look of yeah. it because it's something yeah. we don't see a lot of. The the brutalist architecture, I think, looks really spot on for a lot mm-hmm. of industrial sci-fi games. Um, and yeah. we never really see it um, beyond brutal city stuff. So mm. I love that. Yeah, I think I think they're. Really, I I I missed a trick thinking about Judge Dread. These would be amazing for that. Oh yeah, you could have this being like the inside or the especially with block wars. Yeah, the a portion of your block that is made up of these sort of hab units, and uh, your judges have to battle through it or something, or your gangs battle through it. Pretty sure ABC warriors are coming at some point because they were warlord shoot them off at an open day earlier in the year. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> just put Joe pineapples with a sniper rifle up on top of yeah. one of these and just spend your time picking off people. Fat the best thing they come plowing down the street. Bang. The best thing is right, you could come up with a gang like graffiti mm. and every time you oh, control sections of the everything. buildings, you could tag them and then you could put keep putting your tags over the top of them, the more you keep taking them back and stuff. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> Sweet like candy. Writing insults to the opponent's gang on mm. your on your uh, on your block. Always do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as well as the 28 mil collection there that's obviously great for those kind of games they're also working very nice oh hello John. on some uh yeah. six mil terrain uh so they've actually got their eye on doing terrain that goes from six all the way up to 15 mm-hmm. so they're actually looking at a variety of different sc- smaller scales um but one of the ones that they've showed off specifically at the moment is this six mil stuff um mm-hmm. which is obviously great for playing some battle tech on uh, and sort of romping around with your uh, your big stumpy robots, um, yeah. The, the the one that we saw previous to this is the Van Tan office, which is one of their larger buildings in twenty eight mil that's been reduced down to six. Debigulated. Nice. Debigulated. That's the official term. Mm. Um, but then they also showed off this little preview as well, which shows off that big kind of refinery complex or something there as well. And then you've got the um, underground complex to the mm. side and the walls and everything as well. So a very nice little collection of stuff coming soon. Currently, only the Van Tan office is available, but they have said they're going to be ramping up production on this uh, in the near future. So keep an eye out for it. And as yeah, as we were saying, John, maybe we'll, we could pick we'll some of these up or get them sent in and we could have a look at building up yes. some fun uh, battle tech tables. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that, that looks like they're using the same acetate or, or thin acrylic yeah. as yeah. the fade light system does. You know, so you've got a nice curve that's being held in place by the, the outside. You could turn that into like an energy coil and you could have yeah. lights that would go up in sequence. Or a blue glow or something oh, in it. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Mm. I, I'm tragic. I was just thinking it makes a really nice office block. Yeah. <laughs> just have multiple lights on various floors. Anyway. I mean, sure. Yeah. 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 Also, <laughs> also that. Also that. I don't want to deal with lights. <laughs> <laughs> but even things like the uh, the underground entrance. It's mm, really yep. nice because if you think if you've got that, which clearly could be some sort of hanger for um, your your mechs, your armor, whatever, yep. that's not a million miles away from twenty eight mil scale anyway. Just to be an underground entrance for humans walking yep. up and down. That, True, yeah, yeah, that that's multi purpose. Mm. At which point you're saving money by buying it. 
that's my excuse and you can't tell me i'm wrong <laughs> just saying uh, sticking yeah. with the very small mm, yes uh the lazy forger yeah. um have started previewing the newest faction for their small scale game mm. their six mil game uh full spectrum dominance which uh, jerry has, has had a lot of fun with over the last little while <laughs> Uh, so this is a look at the Union, who are going to be the third faction. The fourth one is coming soon, but this is the one that's going to be detailed and sort of coming out around November time this year. This this, this picture, before you go on, this picture made me want to buy a radio control digger and make that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> make that with a like a basilisk kit for oh, the gun yeah. and then just gribbly it all up. That would I, be cool. I, might, I might still do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to point out as well, again, just in case you didn't hear at the start, this is six mil. Six mil. That's how detailed these are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> amazing stuff. So this is uh, their look at the the union. It's kind of um, their make do and men style faction. So uh, I think as as Lazy Forge have talked about, it's kind of like their interpretation of orcs, kind of from like a forty k standpoint. But what they wanted to fit into their world. So kind of like the we've taken industrial material and well equipment and stuff, and then we've big we bolted big guns onto it, which I think is a really cool yeah. way of going. Um, and as you can see, well, this is the first vehicle that they've shown off for this, which is the gun wagon, which I think looks very cool and kind of epitomizes everything that you you are going to get from this faction. Uh, we've also seen some very nice printed versions of this. Uh, these were done by some of the community. Uh, people in the community that have kind of got their hands on the stuff early and started getting the painting done and printing off the models and showing off what it's all like and things like that. Um, but we also got a look at some of the infantry um, over on Lazy Forge's uh, Facebook page as well. So if you're, again, looking for workmen turned badasses, um, we work hard, we play hard, as they would say in The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> you yes. got some very cool looking uh, troops there that are going to be rocking and kicking ass and as I said in the news story it's the kind of stuff like this that puts Games Workshop to shame with their Legions Imperialis stuff I gotta say <laughs> so, but, yeah. but this is this is one of the reasons why I was going yeah. the Space Marines look terrible for being mm. 8 mil when, yeah. they're, when they're independent companies knocking out stuff like this at 6 mm-hmm. you know? yep. now obviously these are 3D printed which means production um is on a, a different standard yes yeah. in prints yeah. in one you're not having to worry about mass production through hard plastic but mm. those a lot of those would fit into a standard tool anyway mm-hmm. he wouldn't oh no you could fit him on sideways he'd lose a bit of detail in the center and across the base and this guy touching his face most of them would fit um so yeah the there's the possibility in six mil to do some spectacular stuff mm. and, and Lazy Forger just knocking out of the park. I got a random message from Jack as well. He's somewhere off in Asia at the moment on holidays. Yes, he's he going, is. He's I doing thought, a tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they sent a message going, uh, I should come over and, and, and come to the studio and, and play some games. I go, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the last one we played with did was, was yeah, online, wasn't it? Terrible. So, yeah. yeah. And then he came back a little while later. Well, right, I'm just casting at the moment to see if it's feasible. God, do it, do it, Jack. So hopefully, <laughs> I, be imagine, cool. I imagine that point when he arrives, I'll just be there at the end of the table pressing buttons to move the camera because John will be playing him. But <laughs> um, I imagine that's what will happen. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're absolutely stunk stuff neat. for the union. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, I will also point out, I just want to say, the the person who worked on the painting and the printing of the gun wagon was draconian mm. painting. So you can go and check their profile out over on Instagram in the links down below. So yeah. did a fantastic job on it. Really, and like mm. I, I was saying as well, because a lot of their stuff, like between these vehicles and like some of the terrain that they've mm. done in the past, it just suits any six mil sci fi. Like this, yes. this will yeah, sit yeah. in with BattleTech as well as as be mm. on its own as well. So like, because mm. I've printed a few of their buildings off for a BattleTech table, and it's it's beautiful stuff. So mm. can yeah, definitely not they, fault the quality. They do a nice mix of really run down, which could be post apocalyptic, or just yep. terrible you know out in the suburbs or out in some sort of uh, destroyed reconstructed country somewhere that's suffered a nuke and is rebuilding with uh, as much corrugated iron as they can but then they also do very uh top of the line industrial sort of buildings and, and really nice sort of look we've got money we're the people who drop the nuke we don't need to use corrugated <laughs> iron ah. so yeah really really nice range of stuff from them. yeah definitely yeah mm. mm-hmm. right let's lose a dimension <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh so um man, paper miniatures. Everyone's gotta love paper miniatures, right? I've yes. I've been delving into the world of this myself a little bit recently. But Peter's Paper Boy, so this is Peter Dennis's little company, have produced a new range of stuff that I think you folks will quite like. So this they've done ancients, they've done the Dark Ages, they've done the Civil War, they've Okay, they've done every period that currently exists in time. (laughs) They are now moving into World War II with paper miniatures. And there is a brand new bundle that you can pick up for pittance. I say pittance, man, uh, that will get you access to a whole bunch of troops for you to play games with in 28 mil, whatever it might be. Uh, So the bundle itself comes with a huge range of uh, models for you to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get loads and loads of Axis troops in various forms. You get your kind of standard, standard infantry alongside uh, specialist weapon teams and snipers and commanders and everything like that. You've also got the sa- exactly the same for the Allies. Uh, you've got British and Americans in the set. Again, coming with a selection of oh, different... Paper. Oh, John, look, a paper tank. <laughs> but in a different, entirely different but, but meaning. Different type of paper tank, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, so you've got specialists there for your allies. And then they've also got this nice selection of um, allied tanks to be playing around with. And they're actually tank riders. Oh, my God. To go with them. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, mm. you're not going to have to do the painting on these unless you print it off in black and white. Mm. Like a yeah, don't do, don't do there that. There we go. <laughs> I, I, if you were going to do that, you would lean into the black and white and you print would. and print everything in yeah. black and white and just oh, call it a war oh, movie. Sepia tune. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm. Uh, but so you don't have to do any painting, but you will have to be a damp hand with a pair of scissors. Get those embroidery scissors out. They're the best for this. Yes. Uh, and uh, and you'd be able to build up huge armies of stuff because obviously once you get the files, you can just keep doing it as much as you like. Mm. But on top of, as I say, all of the allied infantry there, you even get civilians and casualties in the bundle set, which is really nice. On top of all the tanks, which we just saw there as well, which look incredibly detailed, you can also get yourself a bunch of terrain. So there's the ruined church that you see there. They've also done things like ruined cottages and townhouses and walls and bunkers and trenches. They've also got explosion markers for artillery for if you want to set up big um, bombastic scenes on the tabletop as well. You can do that. Um, essentially, everything you want to do to dive in. comic book on the it, tabletop. Yeah, <laughs> very much yeah. so, yes. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, they've got everything you could need for doing 28 mil World War II gaming for probably less than a starter army for most other games, mm. which I think is really good. And there are so many free rules online that you could download to start playing some games as well with these, which is very nice. Very good. It's absolutely uh, yeah. sensational. One of the things I like whenever Peter's working on these is in advance, before he starts illustrating and coloring them, especially with stuff like this, he'll, there'll be an, a period of how do I make this work as a paper model? And yeah. so you often get to see like just line illustration and then like plain white pages with no detail or anything on it. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. this doesn't work for the gun barrel. Or maybe if, if I do the turret, like, is it better if I do the turret like this or like this? Should I should I make the uh, weapons two dimensional from the side or from the front? You know, he he often asks the asks the community the question and uh, and tinkers a lot to get the the best look for the actual mm-hmm. figures. I absolutely love this. So he's a, a great way to introduce kids to board gaming. It really is, and yeah. and also hobbying as well because it doesn't require. Mm-hmm. There's none of the oh they're too young to. Uh, mess around with super glue and stuff you just go here's prit stick here's a here's a here's sharp some safety scissors no, no, no. Here's, a, here's a sharp scalpel get in there kid <laughs> it'll be a learning experience build up those calluses are like yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah just being able to go in and go here's a, a whole such a fun idea set yeah. for world war ii is cracking mm. i would hate to have to put the angles on that half track though <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They are, mm, isn't it though? Mm. <laughs> quality though, absolute quality. Yeah, yep. so it's such a cool idea. Uh, and if you like this kind of stuff, it's very much worth going to look at Peter Dennis's and Andy Callan's series of books that they've done. You can get them all on Amazon. Uh, they've done a series of books covering lots of battles throughout history, mostly focused around British history. Uh, for the for the most part, um, but you can go and get loads of them. Get 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 photocopying. Join your local library. Do some photocopying. No so we need, fo- so <laughs> we need to print all of that in black and white, and then we need to get a black and white game map. <gasps> yes, the, the black and white. Yeah. This is mm, yes, John. Yes, mm. you see where I, I'm going with it. <laughs> I, I do. It, it's something I ran into a while ago because uh, I decided I'd paint all my Walking Dead in grayscale, like the comics, yeah. and then mm. realized that all my mats were lovely colored. <laughs> and then I went, I had a nosy round on the internet and somebody had done the same thing, but had printed all the bats again. So they got a, a printer ah. to print them in grayscale. Oh, and it does look spectacular. It looks really nice. Imagine you could get the camera down really low and you could get right, right up close to the characters and do some funny voices. and also You could make a comic strip with it. You could. Oh, you literally could just start yeah. making commando yeah, comics yeah. with that stuff. That'll be, yeah, that'll well, be that's amazing. the best way to do your battle reports. Yes, yes. Make your World War II battle reports yeah. in the style of Commando Comics. <laughs> Have your ghost. Got to make sure there's at least one person who takes about five minutes to die. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so>. Shocking. <laughs> right. Uh, before we leave the news, we have some very important people to take a look at, though. We do. Uh, so Spectre Miniatures, who do the, as I tend to coin it, modern warfare style wargaming on the tabletop, um, very focused on kind of everything sort of Cold War onwards, essentially, I would say, but very up to date kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to be doing a new edition of the rules um, around the 25th of August when pre-orders will go live for that. But in anticipation of that, they thought they would put some of their previously STL file-based miniatures um, available as made-to-order 
Um, mm-hmm. So you can go on onto their website and order these. They will print them off for you and you'll be able to pick them up and drop them into the games. And as Jerry was saying, these are very important people, VIPs, scenario objectives that you might run into during your games. Maybe you want to hunt down the man in black or protect the architect or maybe kill her. I think we'd probably kill her. She's probably trying to like turn Facebook into Zed or something. I don't know, something weird. Um, <laughs> you've also got the attorney as well, who clearly is in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a, a, a defense lawyer for a very, very bad person <laughs> uh, that definitely needs to get shot with a sniper rifle. Uh, and then you also have a range of other ones. Else. You've got the dragon lady. So maybe a cosmonaut has come back down in a ship and uh, you need to go and make sure you get to her before everybody else does or something like that, which is very cool. Uh, you've got the EOD. So maybe you need to burst into a building and you need to get your EOD right to the explosive device so that you can you can disarm it all while under sniper fire from different directions and everything else at the same time as the criminals are trying to stop you. And then they've also put together a couple of additional squads so you can get a Russian vehicle crew who are running away from their tank, how apt, uh, and then a local forces squad as well, which you can pick up and use in your games. And because of the way that they've armed and designed these, they could represent soldiers from a variety of different cultures it would literally just depend on how you painted them and what you went with when it came to sort of skin tones and uniform design and everything like that but they are just armed and ready to go a so. blue and yellow band on their arms maybe mm, Shay? there we go yeah that's cool. what i'm thinking yeah uh but a, a, a nice selection of different troops and sort of vips for you mm. to choose from and the thing that I really love about this kind of stuff from Spectre is that it immediately starts you thinking about the kind of scenarios that you could play. Like with the architect in particular, I was thinking of something a little bit kind of near future and having her be like at the uh, in the midst of like a warren of servers and I'm stuff sure inside a big... Because it, could be a, it could be a hit. Oh, it's got a beard. It's got a yeah. beard. That would be Who my knows who knows? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. <laughs> they could be in the depths of a server room um, the where they're sort of looking the after a uh, they're looking after like a, a virus or something. And so your soldiers have to burst into this huge high rise building and fight through all of their goons and stuff like that as you get to them to try and take them out. I think it's very cool. So yeah, some very cool stuff there that would get you uh, excited for playing some Spectre Miniatures games on the tabletop in Spectre Operations when it lands with a new edition uh, very, very soon they are uh, with pre orders going up in August. Cracking. Yeah. They are so cool. Love those a lot. Yep. Especially mm-hmm. the old Sam Speard style detective the man black. Yes. You yeah. Know, or, you Paint know. it yellow and away you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. <laughs> Sam Speard. <laughs> Paint his face green, you've got the mask at that point. Exactly, well. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this is exactly idea. what Spectre intended. If Spectre watches this, they're gonna be like, we're never sending yeah. you stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> we we can't afford it. Please leave us alone. Never contact this number one more time. <laughs> right. Uh, we shall be back to finish off the show with some 3D mm-hmm. printing and Kickstarters after this. Okay, we are back to take a look at some 3D printing. Yes. And we're looking at the old Realm Forge. Mm. So in my in my mission to find a whole bunch of people 3D printed things that look really old. Um, <laughs> I found another producer uh, who's over on my mini factory uh, and Patreon, which we'll look at in a little bit, who have been working on a range of modular and semi-modular kits 
and also just regular character kits that you could use to represent your classic armies of yesteryear. Um, as you can see by the tag that they've got there, these are particularly good for using with the Ninth Age, of course, uh, which is a, a game that we have looked at in the, in the past. Um, but they've all been designed with that distinctly old school, old hammery feel to them um, so to kind of represent the kind of troops that you would have seen for various armies like the Wood Elves and the regular Elves as well um, with those big oversized weapons, which I love. I mean, I, look at that sword. Oh, I love that sword. It's a good time um, in a can there. Yeah. And then the, I love that kind of classic Elven belt as well that they've done with the big gems studded into it and things like that. Very, very nice. Uh, and a, a very good um, opportunity for you to go back. And so, like just like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously, when you're doing slightly old school miniatures, you have to give them funky hairstyles. Hmm. Everyone, apparently, especially elves, had Mohicans and Mohawks and stuff back in the day. S certainly so, the stabby ones did. Certainly the stabby ones. Yeah. yeah. War dancers. If you see a mohawk coming your way, just run. Mm -hmm. it's because that's, you know. And then they start wailing. <laughs> uh, but as, coming. Yeah. As you can see, they've got a couple of different kits for you to choose from already. So you've got the um, the Elven Sentinels stuff there. You've got this like starter box of heroes that you could use. So if you were diving into playing um, some warband style games or some dungeon delvers and things like that these would be really good op options for you to choose from you've got your dwarves and your stuff and your undead there so if you're going to go raid some tombs this is a great way to do that obviously if you're doing classic dwarves don't come with knees knees are optional um, knees are optional <laughs> they're just legs belly and head that's nice <laughs> yes the, the fact that it comes with the option to get mm -hmm. the standard hero quest base Mm-hmm. Yeah. So always good if you want to do that. Really nice personality well, nice. built into the characters well. as well. That's clearly where the, you need to throw the explosives to blow up the undead uh oh, I suppose it was on that too. So yeah. yeah. Shocking. But, uh, some really cool stuff there. You also they've also worked on a range of orcs. Um, so this is the stuff that's available as part of their mini and uh, my mini factory stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to get together your classic style orcs, you've got them there. Giving off obviously sort of classic citadel vibes yeah. with um a little big, bit of kind of like big grenadier and stuff yeah. to them as well mm. so yeah very nice indeed big again big oversized weapons funny faces <laughs> and that style of armor that it's kind of scale color. so yeah uh you paint that as leather or metal depending on how you feel yeah. about your orcs and uh well, have some you fun can differentiate between your your good orcs yeah. and your dunger yeah. orcs dunger yeah. orcs they just get cardboard cut roughly in the shape of armor and pushed into the front line. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But uh, I could say those, see those being kind of your um, your classic orcs, or you could have them painted in different ways to use them as sort of hobgoblins with your chaos dwarves potentially as well, which I think is quite nice. Uh, but either way, lots of different options for you to choose from there, which is well. quite good. Mm. Sorry, I'm fixated on that well that I see in the background, but doesn't appear to exist in any of the. <laughs> Jerry files. will find his well. <laughs> like this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's nice to see, like, actually martial undead. Yeah. That's the thing that's quite good about those. No bat wings. No, no bat wings. Ah, uh, found some on the shield. Kind <laughs> of. Kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good little selection of stuff they've got there. 
In addition to what they do on their My Manufacturer page, though, they've also got a Patreon, so you can sign up to this and you'll obviously get a bundle of miniatures every month. Fairly low uh, cost as well to come into, but as you can see, they've working on a whole range of different models. Again, so that could, they could be fitted into your kind of rank and flank games of, mm. the, of the past and obviously the Ninth Age. So you've got your sort of classic Chaos Warriors there striding forward with their behorned helmets mm. uh, and a range of brutal-looking weapons. Um, nice big bulging biceps as well. Got to have those if you're a follower of the Dark Gods, I think. Uh, where that, they carry those weapons. Yeah, that helmet, nice little callback to kind of uh, hero quest and stuff, which yeah. is nice. So, uh, <laughs> in fact, had that, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a really nice little selection of things there, but they've done loads of other bits and pieces here that you can have a look at. And, and mm. it's nice to see that if you go through the Patreon, you can get access to a stuff a lot earlier than what's available, obviously, over on the um, on the, on the My Manufacturer page. But yeah, you've got Wizard Elves and all sorts of different things as well. Loads of new troops for you to choose from, yeah. yeah, hoods of plenty. But it will be handy to put your mohawked yeah. lunatic uh, in charge of <laughs> yes. you because he does just yeah. he screams. It, he certainly his sword screams scarlet. And again, that sword design, very classic looking sword design with the jab in the center and the sort yeah. of the leaf larger yeah. hilt. Yeah, the leaf blade, very nice. Oh, it's a good little range and f relatively new in the grand scheme mm. of things. Mm. Um, so if you're looking oh. to get your hands on a range of um, Models to potentially start building your new armies mm -hmm. for old games. Ha -ha. Ah. <laughs> You've got some good choices here with what they're putting together. Really good. So I like how they start with the classics as well. Dwarf, Elf, Orc, mm -hmm. and Fun Dead. Yeah. Because it's uh they're they're a range that will work across a whole host of games, be it yes. Age, Kings yeah. of War, Old Hammer, uh, One Page Rules, all of those. There's always room to fit some racist elves and forks in. Every every week. Every week. <laughs> Fight feel. Yeah. Well, they are. You know, they just look at humans like dogs. They're nice to have around like a pet, but really, you know, they're they're gone. And then you pick up another human and you just continue in your travels. We are the mayflies of their world. Yep. So and yeah. as such they have contempt for us all. That's mm. just how elves view the world. They are terrible. Some really yeah. nice stuff there from old Very nice. Forge. Good it's sword and sorcery stuff. Next. Yeah. 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 You, uh, I assume, well, I would like to come Rollers, back to these. Maybe. In, uh, yeah. I would like to come back to these in maybe a couple of months and see where they've gone and what they've developed, I think, and have yeah. another look at them, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Get on on the ground level, as they say. Uh, see where they're going, what they're planning on, and how it's going to evolve. Get your fantasy on, people. Come on. What's keeping you? What? Outrageous. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. All right. We have a couple of Kickstarters before we disappear over the horizon. And the first up is Joyride and Survival of the Fastest. And this is coming from Rebellion Unplugged. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. We played it. It is a lot of fun. Good crack. Uh, yes. Um, even I even I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good... Uh, on the box, even John had even fun. John had fun. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, because the four-player game hasn't gone out yet. 
Um, they'll be going out next week, I say, in a high questioning voice. Might be two weeks. I don't know. Possibly anyway, it'll be, it's coming. There's a During the campaign. Coming. Um, <laughs> but essentially, it is a board game for two to four players uh, where you will whiz around a post-apocalyptic slash future world uh, racetrack, uh, attempting to win the game uh, by any means necessary, fair or foul, example oil slicks on the track or a rocket up the wazoo or just pushing people straight into the barrier at turn one shay perhaps <laughs> who knows who knows how it will turn up uh but the the design concept itself is is a really interesting one so it uses the hex map uh, which allows you to do sort of power slides and drifts uh, and really requires you to think about how your maneuvering is going because at high speed you can get around faster but cornering becomes much more of a challenge unless somebody has helpfully put some oil slick on the on the the board ahead of you or perhaps uh, have helped you out by a gentle nudge in the bottom uh, to get you around that corner <laughs> so you're constantly shifting up and down gears trying to gain the advantage on your opponent uh, and as you do you can in a mario kart style collect power-ups off the track so it's kind of um Dark Future meets Mario Kart meets Mad Max, uh, allowing you to tear it all over creation uh, and uh, have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, so the game itself, there are two boxes. Essentially, there's the dual, which is the two-player box, uh, and then there's the larger four-player. However, the two-player can be added to the four-player, if that makes sense, uh, because there are different drivers with different skills. Uh, so you can either have a, a standard sort of game where every driver has the same basic skills, uh, which is a good way to learn the game and it's how we played it. But then when you get a bit more advanced and you get au fait with how the game mechanics work, you can then start flipping the cards over and using the specific driver, uh, whether it's a little old lady who just refuses to uh, ever put the brakes on or you know some half-crazed lunatic flooring all the time and doing donuts everywhere while firing off rockets. Um, you can change. We're not up. saying that's Shay, but it's Shay. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can change up then how the, the the game plays or how the the actual cars perform because at that point it becomes mm. a bit more asymmetric. Uh, so you can have a very standard game or you can play a, a, an asymmetric one. Um, and then the maps themselves, I believe they're you have a couple of double sided maps for each one, but then the map setup is customizable depending on the scenario. Or you can start customizing once you get. Uh, just with your yourself own, yeah. you make your own so you set the gates up um, because even though there's tracks and there are specific gates to go through you don't have to go through them in the same order you don't have to go gate one two and three you can go gate two three one over the finish line whatever way helps you to win uh, and in there you can absolutely go chocker block uh, but i really like the i like the components i know I imagine there's probably screaming in the comments, oh, it would look great with some cars, XYZ, 3D printed, hard plastic, blah, blah, blah. I really like the fact they've just gone with a big, chunky, full-color maple of a yes. car. Um, it has a certain solidity to it yep. uh, that I appreciate. Uh, and it's a, a really visually striking setup for the game as well. Uh, everything's really sort of poppy and like high contrast everything's been turned up to 11 it's like saturate all the colors uh which is absolutely great uh, i believe there is also a third expansion um which is exclusive to the biggest um yes yeah, so the the biggest pledge gets you the well the zoo 
it, well, yes. there's the Joyride one, which has been added in, as you can see there. Yeah. But there's the the one that was there when the Kickstarter initially is, is a zoo one, where there's a big beast that is chasing you around. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's the big, the big day, <laughs> the big the day out. Yeah. So you're right. You are still doing the same thing and racing around, trying to get the checkpoints and taking each other out. But there's also a big nasty beastie who is trying to wreck your face. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is always good, cool. family fun. Because I mean, the basic two player is cheap as chips yeah yeah 30 quid get in there um but then the four player is 50 or the give us everything is 100 and then that includes some of the yeah. exclusive uh upgrades the, and, and the 100 pound one or at least well the turbo boosted pledge depending on obviously the price would vary depending on where you are but the 100 pound one is the one where you get the stretch goals and everything they've unlocked. The other mm. two are just the games. Whereas if you go for the turbo boosted one, you get all the extra stuff that's get got bolted onto it, the campaign and stuff. So, so you yeah. can even see various reprobates playing at Dice Tower, and uh, some complete hillbillies from Nurnand uh, <laughs> <laughs> turning the game designer into mush as he has yes. to deal with with our His carnage. brain was melting. Oh, so, poor yeah. Duncan. My heart goes out to him, uh, but yeah, it's it's a really fun fun game. Uh, just being able to to slap it down and just tear around the tracks. I know Shay really appreciated it once he got his head round uh, the turning. Uh, because yep. you're always you're always uh, front wheel front wheel driving it, uh, so the the back can kick out and stuff. And on the hex map, that gives you a lot of interesting combinations that you can do. Uh, but yeah, and John. Poor John drafted in for the four-player game. It's like we'll we'll give you the designer to help you out. Uh, and how did that go for you, John? It's a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. I, no. it. It was a it was a good game. Um, poor games. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I I don't think he realised just how much damage we could do. I mean, I'd like to think we were stress testing it. <laughs> if, if we could get around the board, then anybody can get around that board. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a lot of interesting little changes and quirks to the game itself. Um, so as you play and you take damage, you have to assign the damage yourself. And that might be locking up um, gears so you can't get into the highest gear anymore, which may cause you problems in the the, the final turns when you just can't get as, uh, as quick a, a go out of the traps as your opponent. Or you can decide that maybe you'll break off uh, the the sort of the the spawn points for your your pickups because uh, you only carry two and and while they don't affect the car's handling it does mean then that you're at a disadvantage because your opponent can start firing a rocket up your wazoo or covering the track in front of you in oil and causing you to crash into walls um so there's even though it's a mechanically simple game it starts asking questions right from the off and then when you add into that the different drivers and the like that you have uh, you can have an awful lot of fun with how you play out uh, your games and how you crash into the walls and uh, upset your friends and family. It's good. It's good times. <laughs> um, there are 20 days left. If you fancy being uh, a joyrider and taking the survival of the fastest to a whole new level, you can do that thing. I definitely, yeah. definitely recommend that one. It is a corker. So, yeah. yes, we have another Kickstarter there. And it's yes. a bit more sedate. Yes. And a bit 
still still perilous, <laughs> but but a bit more sensible. So uh, this comes from Exalted Funeral and uh, Necrotic Gnome. Uh, we looked at Exalted Funeral stuff. We did, yeah, a couple of weeks ago in an indie yeah. where we had a look at all their variety of different RPGs and things that they do. But this is them uh, taking their old school essentials mechanics and applying it to a very fascinating new game uh, that is called Dolman Wood. Mm. Um, so Dolman Wood is a fantasy world that is inspired by fairy tales and the eerie folklore <laughs> it's also as i'm reading it mm. of the british isles uh you will be taking on the role of characters that will be very familiar to kind of DD players of the past like the proper past uh, as well as lots of quirky additional things that have been added in to kind of get those folklore vibes you'll be exploring a massive wild world wood full of strange creatures uncovering lost treasures defeating fell beasts in the classic fashion of knights and ladies of yore uh, as well as doing all sorts of other bits and pieces as you, as you romp through fantasy kingdoms um there's a, a selection of books that you can choose from as part of the kickstarter so you get the players book which is obviously there for the players the campaign book for your storytellers your narrators and there's also a full monster book which comes packed with lovely artwork and a range of different creatures again sort of drawn from folklore from the british isles and the mechanics themselves as i say are tied into kind of old school DD in that way um so if you have played any of their old school essential stuff in the past um it'll be very familiar mm. to you even if you've played fifth edition a lot of it is going to be very familiar as well the a lot of the core mechanics are based around d20s but you've also got other dice are in there for different checks so skill checks and stuff like that are dealt with different um different dice and things in order for you to do that there's also a really big focus on um sort of randomly generating characters mm -hmm. so rather than it being like a min maxing experience as you sometimes get with dnd this one's very much let's just roll and see what happens kind of thing so you might start out start out with an idea of the kind of knight or paladin that you want to make but by the end of your character creation journey you might be in Leshen? an entirely different whack it's it's got the head of a lesson but the body <laughs> of a man <laughs> a fiendish man um if this kind of sounds like it's it's up your strasser, as mm -hmm. Jerry would say, uh, there is a preview PDF that you can download so you can have a look at the game and see what you think of it. So you can try before you buy, mm -hmm. as, you, as, as, as a lot of people do. Um, comes with loads of information in there for getting characters together and starting out as you do. Um, as well as uh, some nice little sort of background on the world that they've created. I think the artwork is phenomenal mm -hmm. um, and really helps to set the scene. There's a mix of artists doing various things. So you get a lot of sort of characters and monsters and bits and pieces by various artists. But this, I don't know which of the artists is responsible for this sort of fairy tale like one that keeps cropping up throughout. But it's absolutely spanking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love this. We were talking about this earlier. It has like a watercolor feel to it, mm. and it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's the kind of stuff you would have seen in sort of late 90s kids show mm. stuff where they would have done like that kind of 2D yeah. art kind of thing. So yeah. it was really nice. Oh yeah, like yeah. Mr. Ben or Pigeon Street. Yes, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lock on <laughs> That's more lesson, yes. Wait <laughs> <laughs> until we find an actual lesson in the monster oh, well, section. But, we uh, may, may never do that. I'll um, stop before we reach it, don't worry. As as Jerry's flicking through this, I'll to talk a little bit more about so in addition to the uh, 
the the different books that you can get to sort of get you started in the game. There's also four adventure books have already been written uh, for Dom and Wood. So if you are somebody who's maybe new to storytelling or you just don't have the time to plan out campaigns and that kind of thing happens to the best of us. Well, it happens to all of us, really, if you're a GM. Um, There's four adventure books that you can dive into that will allow you to start telling tales straight away. So you'll be able to just follow along with those and get the full experience of the Dom and Wood world. As you saw by that map, um, I just love this idea of this big spooky forest on the fringes of your empire and stuff uh, that you're going to be looking out to. I think it's really nice. Um, As well as all the books, um, there's also a selection of 32 millimeter miniatures that you can pick up. So if you want to, in Jerry's <laughs> humble opinion, play incorrectly, Correct. <laughs> you can get a selection of miniatures based on, the... that opinion, <laughs> <laughs> based on the different character classes and uh, lineages and stuff. They were by David Lee Whitaker, who's worked mm-hmm. on those. Um, and uh, you'd be able to pick those up and, and use them as your characters if you wanted to in your games. I think this would be a shoe-in to pick this up and then attach it to some of the Loke stuff because mm. a lot of the Loke battle mats have got really nice sort of wilderness stuff attached to them and things, and you can have some really good fun with that. Hell I think. of a hat. There you go. You've got to have a lovely hat if you're, if you're a hero. I think it's really nice. Um, the, the last thing I'll say as well is, as I said, this is very much kind of like a old-school style of role-playing game. So death is around every corner. <laughs> this is a certainty. Yes. And so it is very much a case of you and your friends working together in order to defeat your was it, final it's, soundtrack. There is even there was a final soundtrack <laughs> for all the hipsters out there. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so there is uh, this is very much focused on sort of parties working together. There's no kind of like I'm going to be the individual hero, just do everything kind of thing. This is very much a kind of dive in and 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 work together kind of role play where you'll be emphasizing the cooperative nature of things. Just Jerry can hear this one for music, but everyone else can't. So. <laughs> just a <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think if you're looking for an alternative role playing game to dive into and have fun with, um, that has got that kind of draw that lure of mm. british folklore and stuff from uh, from our fair isles then this is definitely one to go and have a look at arthurian to the max and then some i suppose yeah. So, yeah. i don't know how true it is i was talking to somebody about this a couple of weeks ago before it launched and um some people were saying that they've been working on and off for the guts of a decade on dominwood that's, that's why yeah. it's so massive already I think it is one of those games that has been through a few kind of like test iterations and all that kind of thing. This is the final big kind of like, I I think we're ready to present this to the world and present it to the world they have because Mm. this is ridiculously well-funded. So (laughs) as you can see, they're nearing on 1.2 million. So (laughs) they've got much further in this campaign than on any fantasy campaign map I've ever been on an RPG. (laughs) (laughs) We get to about here. There you go. That's session three. And then everyone, yeah. (laughs) Everybody dies and then you can't get somebody back for session four. Mm. Uh, But yeah, there's some kind of stuff. And I mean, you can go absolutely full on pick up everything, get all the lovely cloth maps and all the rest, mm-hmm. or you can just grab whatever, you know, the basic core book or the core PDF. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of unlocks in there already. Mm. He looks like he's seen the Dolman Wood. <laughs> he's Look seen the less. <laughs> well, you would. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And the, um, the quality of the stuff from 
exalted uh, funeral for production is is top notch. So it'll be interesting to see yep. what they do with necrotic gnomes work here. Mm. Uh, that is absolutely terrific. Twenty one days left on that one. Mm. If you fancy some classic old school fantasy, uh, then why not go and frolic in the Dolmenwood? I'm sure it'll be perfectly safe. Don't worry about it. Right. That wraps us up for another week. We shall return next Friday, where we'll do this all over again with all the new news that's come out over the last seven days. But if that's too far away for you, join us on Sunday morning for the Cult of Games XLBS over on tabletop.com. You can join us for a 30-day free trial if you're not already a cultist. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see you then. Uh, Don't forget, check if you've won. And don't forget to put a comment below if you want to win those lovely Primaris-looking things, including Danny Vader, the librarian. (laughs) Until next week, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.